Are you tired of your content not getting the reach it deserves? Change that at Grow With Video Summit. From May 23rd through the 25th, join industry leaders like Gary Vee, Ali Abdal, Patrick Bet David, Cody Sanchez, and more for strategies that will elevate your visibility and engagement. So go to summit.thinkmedia.com to secure your ticket. Just click the link in the description or go to summit.thinkmedia.com. 80% of US families have not purchased a book this year. My question to you is how intentional are you being about your growth and about improving your strengths? Talent multiplied by investment equals strength. Here's the breakdown. Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. A big mistake we can make is trying to be somebody else and actually playing to our weaknesses instead of our strengths. What if I told you that the Bible is the greatest success book of all time and that hidden in these pages are secrets for online business, for marketing, for even YouTube? Well, it's true. And in this episode of the Think Media Podcast, I'm going to be talking about three big ideas and a whole bunch of Bible verses that every Christian content creator needs to know. And specifically, we're going to be covering tips for finding and growing your audience, wisdom from the Bible on how to multiply success in all areas, including business and YouTube, and the biblical shortcut for growing your YouTube channel and your online business. Now, today's episode of the Think Media Podcast is brought to you by expandgodskingdom.com. If you didn't know, we have a brand new class for Christian content creators. It's entirely free, but that's in the show notes, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So let's dive into the So here's the first big idea from the Bible that every Christian content creator needs to know. Play to your strengths. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You've got a unique gift. You've got unique abilities. God has woven greatness into your DNA. But a huge mistake that we can make is looking at somebody else's gift that we don't have and getting jealous. A big mistake we can make is trying to be somebody else and actually playing to our weaknesses instead of our strengths. What's exciting is that the opportunity we have on YouTube is to use the gifts God has given us. Just as it says in 1 Peter, each of you should use the gift you've received to serve others. What a mission statement for our YouTube channels. Use the gift that you've received, your talents, your experience, the wisdom you've gained, and serve others. And this platform called YouTube gives us that opportunity. You know, you win games with your strengths, not your weaknesses. And it actually reminds me of a famous book called Strengths Finder 2.0. One thing that every Christian content creator needs to do is identify your zone of genius. You got to identify your strengths. I've heard it said that God graces you where he places you. Like you have a unique grace for certain things and you don't have a grace for other things. Like for me, you don't want to put me on a stage with a guitar singing music and singing songs. Like that's not my grace. Like for me, you don't want to put me in certain environments 
like high level athletics. Like I, I kind of run around the block a few times daily, but then I put the block back under my bed. Like as a real athlete, that's not going to be my, my grace zone. So you want to find your grace zone. And I love this book. It's a classic book. And here's a quote from Tom Rath. It says this, far too many people spend a lifetime headed in the wrong direction. They go not only from the cradle to the cubicle, but then to the casket without uncovering their greatest talents and potential. The key to human development is building on who you already are. The key to human development is building on who you already are. What are your strengths? What's unique about your personality? One of the keys to succeeding on YouTube is authenticity. Have you ever watched a creator when you could just tell they're a little bit different? I don't love everything about their personality, but they're comfortable in their own skin. I can tell that they are who they are. They're being themselves. They're expressing who they really are. Have you also seen other creators that maybe felt like, "Mm, they just feel a little fake. They feel like they're maybe trying to be somebody that they aren't, and that content doesn't resonate with us. So there's something powerful about playing to our strengths. And it actually reminds me about the story of David going to fight Goliath. And you know, I've been reading this book to my three-year-old at night, young Sean Bradley, and we're reading this story of David versus Goliath. And there's a part in the story where King Saul finally agrees to let David go and fight Goliath. And he says, here, try on my armor. So David puts on the helmet and the breastplate and the shield and the sword, and he realizes this stuff doesn't fit. This isn't something I'm comfortable with. This isn't something I've practiced or trained with. This isn't me. So he takes off the armor, goes down to a stream, picks out five smooth stones, which he had experience using a slingshot. He was comfortable and familiar with that particular method of warfare. What does this story reveal? It reveals that the only way for David to contribute his best to the cause was to be authentically himself. You know, Saul's armor represented wealth, power, and the latest technology, while David's sling represented simplicity and vulnerability. Now, each of those, rightly understood, is a gift from God. If your greatest skill set is the money that you have to steward and the power that you have to steward and using the latest tech and the fanciest gear, stuff's not bad. Rightly understood, that's a gift from God. But that didn't fit David. For David, it was about simplicity and vulnerability, and that is what was used to advance God's kingdom. So what does that mean for you and I? We have to play to our strengths. What assets, what resources, what strengths do you have? Don't worry about the things you don't have or trying to wear Saul's armor. Figure out your five smooth stones, your sling, and play to your strengths. But big idea number two is this. You got to keep growing and improving your strengths. Here's the verse. Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom in broad and full understanding, and in stature and years, and in favor with God and man. This verse is wild to me because Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, wasn't born into the world with peak wisdom, peak favor with everybody else, peak skills. Jesus actually had to grow. And Jesus, living his life on this earth by the limitations of a man living on this earth, filled with the spirit of God eventually and the power of God, went through a process of growth and maturity. So he actually increased and grew 
in wisdom. He actually grew in stature, so he got taller. He actually grew in his muscular structure. He had to eat and exercise and work out. And he grew in favor with God and men. What does that tell us? It tells us that we can't just rely on whatever our natural gifts and talents are, but that we have to be committed to personal development. We got to keep growing. We got to identify our strengths, but then we need to improve our strengths. And you know, literacyinc.co revealed some really shocking stats. Check these out. 56% of young people claim they read fewer than 10 books per year. 50% of U.S. adults are unable to read an eighth grade level book. 33% of U.S. high school graduates never read a book after high school. And 80% of U.S. families have not purchased a book this year. My question to you is how intentional are you being about your growth and about improving your strengths? I understand there's other ways to learn besides books. I know we live in a world of podcasts and audiobooks and online courses and all of these options, but these stats are kind of sobering because it reveals that the majority of people are not continuing to grow, but they've settled. That the majority of people are not continuing to improve, but they've settled. And if you want to have success as a content creator, let me encourage you that in the pages of the Bible, we discover God charging us and encouraging us, commanding us and living by example in Jesus Christ, showing us that we gotta be committed to growing in wisdom. You know, when we find that story in Luke 2, we find that Jesus was in the temple asking questions. I've learned that the quality of the answers we receive in life are based on the quality of questions that we ask. Are you asking questions and searching out answers in a library or on amazon.com, searching out answers on YouTube to solve specific questions about growth, about marketing, about best practices on YouTube, about building an online business? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I am fascinated that Jesus, who had access to the infinite knowledge of the universe, was being mentored and was asking questions. Could it be that God is encouraging you and I to be students, to be disciples, to be learners, and to be people that continue to grow and develop our strengths? In 2 Peter chapter 1, the author lists out a list of qualities, including faith and brotherly love and brotherly kindness. And then 2 Peter 1.8 says this, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in that verse, it says not just you have love or you have faith, but it says if you have these qualities and you keep leveling them up, if you've got these qualities but you're improving these qualities and you continue to grow, then you will be effective and it'll keep you from being unproductive. Again, we see this theme. In 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 35, David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. So we see that David even though he was born with a particular set of skills and a particular set of talents or abilities, he was able to face Goliath with confidence because he had practiced and improved his strengths by fighting lions, by fighting bears, by protecting sheep. 
So when the day of opportunity was presented to him, he was able to face Goliath with confidence. He was able to know that his accuracy with the stone and the sling was something that he could count on. It wasn't like, he was like, man, I hope this works that day. No, he had spent a lifetime preparing so that when opportunity arose, he was ready for it. Friend, we have to have a commitment to continue to grow and to continue to improve our strengths. If we want to succeed on YouTube, we got to keep learning, keep growing, keep studying, and keep sharpening our skills. And back to StrengthsFinder 2.0, Tom Rath said this, building your talents into real strengths requires practice and hard work, much like it does to build physical strengths. So what are your top strengths and how can you continue to improve those? You know, I've found that as a communicator, I've been communicating for a lot of years on stages, on podcasts, on videos. And even though I've been studying communication for over 20 years now, I continue to study communication, getting mentored, interviewing experts, buying materials, buying books. It's something about having a beginner's mentality that even if you already are arguably an expert, even if you already have experience, continuing to practice and continuing to work on your strengths and improve them. Tom Rath actually has a formula for success. Talent times investment equals strength. Let me say it again. Talent multiplied by investment equals strength. Here's the breakdown. Talent is a natural way of thinking, feeling, or behaving. Investment is time spent practicing, developing your skills, and building your knowledge base. And that equals strength. And here's the definition of strength. The ability to consistently provide near-perfect performance. Wow. The ability to consistently provide near-perfect performance. Strengths don't happen by accident. Your raw strengths still need to be developed. Your raw talents still need to be developed so that you can consistently provide near-perfect performance. I believe that's possible for you and me, but it's on the other side of putting in the work. Tom Rath says the most successful people start with dominant talent. So number one, what is your dominant talent? What are those raw gifts God has given you? Uncover those, develop those. The most successful people start with dominant talent and then add skills, knowledge, and practice to the mix. When they do this, the raw talent actually serves as a multiplier. So big idea number one, play to your strengths. Big idea number two, keep growing and improving your strengths. And big idea number three, buy wisdom and go faster. This is the biblical shortcut to earning more money and making a greater impact. Here's the verse. Proverbs 4, 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. In the message paraphrase, it actually says it like this, sell everything and buy wisdom. Man, I love this verse. Here in the pages of scripture, we see a recipe for speed. If we wanna go faster, if we wanna make a greater impact, if we have an endeavor, I wanna build an online business, I wanna build a successful YouTube channel, I wanna work from home, I want to promote my church or my ministry and impact more people. There's something that we are trying to accomplish. Scripture would encourage us to sell everything and buy wisdom 
so that we could accomplish that thing faster. And when I think about it saying invest in truth and invest in wisdom, there's multiple different ways we can invest. There's really four primary resources that we have. One is money. Of course, we could exchange money for a book, learn something in the book, and ultimately go faster. Like if you are lacking clarity on your strengths, there is an assessment in StrengthsFinder that will, you just answer the questions, and it'll help you have more clarity on your strengths. Rather than sitting alone, disconnected from wisdom or community and just trying to figure things out, you could spend a little bit of money and you ultimately could get fierce clarity about your strengths and then you could double down on those. But money is only one of the resources that we can invest. There's also our time. So if we're saying buy wisdom, you know, ultimately how we spend our time is basically the same as how we spend money. I mean, we trade our time for money. And if we're not working, we're trading our time for rest and relaxation or for entertainment or for novelty. And so we can invest our money. We can invest our time. We also can invest our attention. And when I think about our attention, I've been hearing that a lot from my wife lately. She's talking about, Sean, you're on your phone and I want you to be present with me and the kids. And a lot of times me being on my phone is just actually me listening to a podcast or a YouTube video audio only, but here's what it's doing. It is taking my attention. So I thought, man, I'm addicted to learning. I'm addicted to information. I'm addicted to YouTube, honestly, but that's my attention. And so what are you giving your attention to? Is your attention going to negative news or is it going to positive content and proverbs that are helping you get wiser, sharper, and smarter? Rest and relaxation and leisure are incredible things, but scripture gives us a promise and an opportunity that if we will by wisdom and understanding, the benefits are many. Wealth, honor, long life, impact. Those are all promised in Proverbs. How about investing in relationships? You know, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. And so you can buy wisdom to go faster by who you choose to spend time with. You can buy a plane ticket and fly to an event or a men's conference or a gathering or a mastermind and leave an entirely different person. Or you can hang out with some fools and have their influence ultimately pull you down. What are you investing in? Proverbs 3, 14 says, wisdom is worth more than silver. It makes you richer than gold. Wisdom is more valuable than precious jewels. Nothing you want compares to her. In her right hand, wisdom holds long life. And in her left hand are wealth and honor. So let me ask you a question. If we studied your calendar and your checkbook, or we studied your calendar and your credit card statement, would it reveal that you value wisdom? Like if we really looked at your calendar and we looked at your credit card statement or your debit card statement, would we see purchases and transactions and habits and routines that identify that you are prizing wisdom more than even money? prizing wisdom more than gold and silver, that you're parting with your money to get wisdom, that you're investing in travel or experiences or resources or relationships that are leading you down the path of wisdom? Or are you investing in entertainment and leisure and recreation? And there's no judgment 
coming your way on this podcast. I just want to encourage you that hidden in the pages of scripture is a biblical shortcut to earning more money, to making a greater impact, to having the YouTube channel that you dream of, to having the online business that you ultimately want to build, but it doesn't happen by accident. It happens with intentionality. There's a difference between hanging out with a positive influence and a negative influence. If you're talking with achievers and dreamers and action takers, don't be surprised when you start seeing bigger dreams, more action and more achievement happen in your own life. And one of the verses of the year here at Think Media a few years back is Ecclesiastes 10.10 and it says this, using a dull ax requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. You see, wisdom helps you shift from primarily working hard to also working smart. We could go on and on about how many verses in the Bible there are about hard work, but there's a lot of people that work hard but still struggle in getting results. See, using a dull axe requires great strength. You're trying to cut down a tree, it's exhausting. I grew up on six acres in Arlington, Washington. We had horses, we had goats, we had many dogs and a few cats. And we also would split firewood. Our primary method of heating our home was our wood fire stove. Winters in Washington were incredibly chilling. And so I would oftentimes find myself outside with a splitting mall, splitting firewood. And one of the things I learned was that how sharp the blade was, also based on how dry or fresh the wood was, had a lot to do with how challenging splitting that firewood was and taking a little bit of time to sharpen the blade before just going out and just putting in massive effort and all of the muscles and I'm sweating and I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I'm exhausted. See, Ecclesiastes, it's got that wisdom observed in the natural world and applied to this context of if you want to achieve something. So if you're using a dull ax, man, you're exhausted. It's tiring. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm putting on all this effort. It's not working. What's wrong here? Why, why is this not working? Why is my growth so slow? Why is this not resonating? The writer of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon, would encourage, so slow down. Stop just swinging the blade, just going crazy. All this effort, all this action, all this hard work. Sharpen the blade. See, that's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. I want to encourage you that over this next year, if you want to go faster and you want to take a shortcut, it's really more of a smart cut because it's still going to take work, patience, time, and effort. But you don't need to spend 40 years wandering in the desert when the journey is only 11 days. Wisdom will get you there faster. So I want to encourage you to play to your strengths. I want to encourage you to keep growing and improving your strengths. And I want to encourage you to pursue wisdom, buy wisdom, because it'll help you go faster. It is the biblical shortcut to earning more money and making a greater impact. And if you like this episode of the Think Media podcast, I also want to encourage you, I think you'll love expandgodskingdom.com. At that link, which is in the show notes, or you can just type it into any browser, is a one-hour deep dive training. Let me be honest, it's longer than an hour, because once I get going, it's packed full of strategies and tactics and scriptures, very specifically tailored for Christian content creators that want to build a successful YouTube channel. You know, I've been on YouTube for 17 years. I've been doing video for 20. I got started in my local church doing 
video. And I'm a huge Bible nerd and I'm super passionate about purpose-driven people like you getting their message out there and impacting the world using the powerful tool called YouTube. So if that sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to watch that next. If you liked this episode, rate and review the podcast. If you listen on audio, smash like and let me know some feedback in the comments if you listen or watch on YouTube. And uh, check out that free class, expandgodskingdom.com. And I will see you in a future episode.